0: Hello, folks. Welcome once again to another edition of Who's Behind That Voice Volunteer Spotlight. This is Ryan O, your jovial host, bringing you the voice of another volunteer here at Radio Talking Book. And this month, we're lucky to have Jim Ely. Jim, you hear him every Monday morning at 8 a.m. reading some of our southeastern regional newspapers. We'll get into that more in just a few moments. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ryan. Great to be here. We I love having you. Enjoy it. So let's, uh, let's give you some of these hard questions I have ready for you. First of all, where were you born and raised, and what brought you to Omaha?
1: Well, I was born and raised in Grand Island, Nebraska. Lived there until I was in junior high school, and then we moved to Auburn, Nebraska, which is where my father was from. And uh, so we moved back home for him. I finished junior high and high school in uh, Auburn. And uh, then I came up here to go to Creighton University, so that brought me to Omaha. And with a couple of minor exceptions, I've been in Omaha pretty much ever since. So tell me about your time at Creighton. Well, I I greatly enjoyed it. I spent uh, four years, I got a a bachelor's degree in business administration with an accounting major. Uh, Had a lot of fun, lived in the dorms all four years, uh, and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, one One of my activities at Creighton was my introduction to radio. And uh, not people, many people know this because it no longer exists, but at the time, Creighton had a campus radio station called KOCU. It had a, it went out on a carrier current, so it went as far as the dorms and the buildings on the campus, no farther, so I couldn't do too much damage, but uh, I enjoyed it and uh, I ran a little disc jockey show for an hour one night a week and uh, had a lot of fun. Plus, I got to broadcast some Creighton basketball games from the old Civic Auditorium. So again, only into the
0: dorms, but it was a great experience learning how to broadcast a basketball game. This is why I love doing these interviews, because I learned things I never would have known. I had no idea that Creighton used to have a radio station.
1: I was surprised. We had our 50th reunion here recently, and I asked somebody who has an affiliation with the the journalism department, which is where the radio station had been operated, uh, if it was still there. And unfortunately, it met its demise somewhere between 50 years ago and now. So I don't know just what the history was, but it's no longer there. So after you graduated Creighton, what what did you do then? I worked for a while for a um, uh, an accounting firm, uh, public accounting. Uh, decided I wasn't crazy about that. I actually... Uh, Spent a couple of years, I went into the seminary. I was going to study to become a Catholic priest. Father Jim. Father Jim. Yeah. But uh, decided against that, and maybe that had something to do with the, the girl that I knew back home, who, uh, <laughs> uh, Linda, who I wound up marrying, and uh, we've been married now for 47 years. So uh, I think it all worked out for the best.
0: So you said you worked in an accounting firm. Was that your your career? Would you describe that as your business career? Did you do other things? <clears throat> no, I really wound up doing a lot of different things.
1: Uh, and, and really, accounting was was definitely not my career. It was a good background to have. Uh, I did work for the accounting firm. Then I was in the seminary. And I came out, and I've done a number of different things. Uh, probably two of my, my longest-term jobs uh, were I worked for a company called Catholic Mutual, which insures— Catholic churches all over the country. And they are headquartered here in Omaha. And then my other uh, longer-term job that I think was 12 or 13 years, and I did this before I retired, was uh, working for the Creighton Federal Credit Union. And the credit union has a small branch uh, out on uh, just off of 90th and Maple. And so I served as the manager of that branch for, uh, like I say, about 12 to 13 years and enjoyed it greatly. Met a lot of nice people doing that.
0: So those are your two favorite jobs that you just told me about. Yes, give me a day in the life of Jim Ely with respect to your workplace at either one of those jobs. Pick pick one and just tell me about what what made it special for you. Okay.
1: Uh, well, let's let's go with the credit union. Uh, my day would start. Uh, this this particular branch opened at about uh, opened at nine thirty in the morning. At that time. Uh my day usually started at about 8:30 I would get into the get into the branch um start doing a little paperwork I, one of the things was always balancing the vault so I had to count money every day and uh we uh you know had to always make sure that the vault balanced and then of course the tellers uh, always had to balance their uh their drawers every night their cash drawers so uh, keeping track of money was always always a big big thing uh, we did a lot of deposits and loans, had a lot of people come in and out, uh, but we also did loans, and so I was involved as uh, processing loans. I took loan applications. In some cases, I had uh, uh, authority to approve loans. In other cases, I had to get them approved downtown by the higher-ups, but uh, but very involved in, in the loan process. Uh, a lot of personal loans, a lot of car loans. Uh, we did process even, uh, we did some mortgage loans uh, the the credit union worked in conjunction with another financial institution that actually uh, actually uh, carried the mortgage loans but uh, but that was interesting too so so deposits and loans were were a big part of it and always making sure that the cash balanced while it <clears throat> it may not be real sexy it, it certainly was was interesting and fun and I, I got to tell you Ryan one of the things that I most enjoyed about that job at the credit union was the people that I met. I, I met so many people that I, some that I knew, uh, but a lot that I didn't know, and just got to be good friends with people. Gosh, you know, every time they'd come in, they'd tell you a little more about their life and what was going on with their kids or grandkids or their themselves. And uh, it just really uh, was a lot of fun to get to know people. And some of those people that I knew, even though I've been retired now for, what, uh, six, seven years,
0: uh, I'm still in touch with some of those people. So it was a very rewarding experience to do that. Well, Jim, you referenced your wife. Tell me about your family. You can speak about your parents and your wife, any kids, whatever you feel like sharing. Sure, sure. Well, my uh, my
1: parents, my dad was a uh, graduate of the University of Notre Dame, and he, uh, like myself, had an accounting degree. Uh, he worked in accounting for a while. He He had one of those uh, jobs that nobody uh, likes uh, to hear about, which was working for the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. He did that for a few years, and then he left the Internal Revenue and went to work uh, as, a, as a private accountant. So uh, he had an accounting office when we lived in Grand Island, and uh, in 1963, we moved from Grand Island to Auburn, and my dad had the chance to uh, take up farming. His his father had passed away and had some land holdings that he left to my dad and his brothers, and my dad <clears throat> started, started farming. Uh, my dad said many years later, he said, had he known how much farming had changed from the time that he was a boy growing up on the farm until he started farming in 1963, he said he probably never would have done it. But by that point, he was uh, involved in it. He had uh, Five kids, when we moved to Auburn, had another one after we moved to Auburn. So there were six of us little rugrats running around. And luckily, he wanted to put food on the table and kept us fed, which I always really appreciated. So he worked hard at farming, and uh, and, and it was it was a good life. My mom was, uh, uh, was a, a, a farm wife, I guess, in the sense that she was married to a farmer. When we moved to Auburn, my mother said she would not move to Auburn if we were going to live on the farm. So we had to live in town, and my dad... <laughs> Uh, drove to the farm, which was about two and a half miles outside of town, and he drove out and back in every day and usually came into town and ate at the cafe for lunch. Um, as I was growing up, I had the experience of uh, putting up hay. That was back when they had the big, uh, you know, 75 to 100-pound bales of hay that we would stack on a wagon, and a tractor would pull it as the baler spit out these bales of hay, and you would put it on the wagon, take it in, put it in the barn, it was a lot of work, and I had allergies, too, so that made it even tougher. Oh, fun, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Farming's a great life when you have allergies. Yeah, that's right. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about your wife. My wife, Linda, uh, people always say, well, how did you meet? So my wife uh, went to school in West Virginia, and uh, after she graduated from college, she taught for a year out east, as she was a teaching, a, a teaching uh, graduate. And she taught grade school for a year out east and then wanted to get back to the Midwest. And so she came back to the Midwest and she applied for jobs in, I think, Minneapolis, Omaha, Kansas City, and Des Moines. And she's from Des Moines originally. Well, she happened to get a job in, uh, in Omaha. And so as she moved to Omaha, the only person she knew in Omaha was Tom, who happened to be my roommate. And so we uh, we got together, met through Tom, and just over the years, it all worked out, and we wound up getting married. Been married now for 47 years. Uh, we have two boys. Uh, one lives in Lincoln, is kind of a computer geek. I don't know exactly what he does, but he does computer-related stuff. And I have another son who is a, a physician. He is an emergency room doctor in Arizona. He lives in Tucson, but he works on an Indian reservation, uh, up north out of Tucson. So he will drive from Tucson up to this Indian reservation, stay there for four or five days working, and then go back home. And he might not work again for another week or two. And uh, so lives in Tucson, but works on this Indian reservation. So you got two boys. Do you have any grandkids? We do. Uh, our son in Lincoln is married. He has two uh, two sons who are 10 and 8. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they're in grade school. And of course, uh, like their father, uh, they're, they're good students. Uh, they do well uh, my older grandson has been in some gifted programs, so that's always uh, rewarding to see. And they're in a lot of sports activities. Sometimes I think too many, but uh, um, they're in a lot of activities. And we get down to Lincoln fairly often to see some of their games and just have a have a lot of fun with them. Any uh, any pets? <clears throat> you know, um, we do not. Uh, my my wife is a cat person. Would like to have Cats. smart woman. Yes. Yeah. Well, that depends. Uh, I always had allergies to cats, and she actually did, too, for a while. But then later on, we decided maybe we didn't have an allergy to to pets, to cats. So anyway, we had a cat for a while, but uh, it was her cat, not mine. I wasn't a cat fan. And uh, finally, uh, when we we got rid of the cat, no longer have one, and she would
0: like to again, but I've kind of overruled her. I understand. I said we might be good goldfish people. So let me ask you, what, what flips your switch when now that you're retired? Uh, what do you like to do for hobbies?
1: Well, I, um, I, I'm a sports fan. Uh, being a Creighton graduate, I, uh, we have season tickets to the Creighton basketball games. And I've had that for probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. And so uh, probably my favorite sport is college basketball. I love to go to Creighton basketball games, love to see them play. Uh, this year has been a little up and down. They haven't done quite as well as people had thought they might, but it's been enjoyable. Um, I'm a uh, I'm a baseball fan. Uh, my my son in Lincoln actually lived for a short time and and met his wife in Boston. So of all things, uh, my son from Lincoln meets this woman in Boston. It turns out she's from Lincoln. So they meet in Boston, wind up getting married. They live in Boston for a while. Our first grandson was born out there. But then they wound up deciding, hey, we could work from home, and so they they moved back to Lincoln and did their jobs remotely from Lincoln, and they're still doing that. So uh, that has worked out well. So we get to see quite a few of the kids, uh, uh, you know,
0: basketball, baseball, soccer games. There's always always a game going. Golf,
1: on. of course. Golf,
0: yes, yes. Kids play that. golf, yes, absolutely. So, how did you come to radio talking book? <laughs>
1: You know, I um, as I, as I said, I had a, a brief career in radio at at Creighton way back when, and I was talking one day, I was sitting, we, we live over across the street at Emmanuel Village, the independent living facility uh, next to Emmanuel Hospital. And I was talking to a lady over there one day, and we got talking about radio talking books. And she told me that it was right across the street, which I had no idea. And I thought, well, that would be something interesting to do. I, I always thought I could do well at that. And so uh, uh, I wound up calling over, and I think I don't remember. I think it, maybe I talked to Becca originally. And they said, sure, come on in. And so I started doing just some uh, various kind of fill-in reading types of things, uh, for your interest, I think they called it. For your information. For your yeah. information. There we go. And uh, did that, and then uh, somebody proposed what I be interested in, in reading uh, newspapers. And so we did the Southeast Nebraska newspapers, and it started out, it was just Nebraska City and Fall City, which I said was really quite interesting because Nebraska City and Fall City are on either side of Auburn, which is my hometown. And uh, then here recently, we added the Auburn newspaper to the mix, and so now I read Nebraska City, Fall City, and Auburn, and it is kind of interesting to see what's going on
0: in Auburn. Can't say, as I know many people there anymore, but still still interesting to see the hometown. And you and uh, Dave Bartell split it up three person, and it's an hour, hour read every Monday morning. So we really appreciate that you're doing it for us, Jim. I need to give Madeline Ward a shout out. She was the one that recommended you. And yes. We haven't seen her in quite a while, but God love her. She's so, a wonderful lady, uh, uh, just one of the many, and, and of course, Jim, you're you're a gift to us, and we really appreciate all you do for us. Time really flies when you're having fun, Jim. We're to the end of our time. Let me ask you our last question: If there's a message you could give our listeners, what would it be?
1: Well, I just think I, I hope people realize what a great service this is. I think for the uh, some of the uh, maybe sight impaired community that have difficulty reading that have this available. And for people in general, I mean, you can go on the internet and get it. So I
0: think it's a great service, and I hope people take advantage of it. Well, Jim, thank you so much for all you do for us, and thanks for giving us your time today. Thank you, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. This is Ryan O with Volunteer Spotlight, who's behind that voice. Our guest today has been Jim Ely. Catch him every Monday morning at 8 a.m. reading the Southeast Nebraska newspapers. And please keep tuned to more great shows coming up on Radio Talking Book. Bye-bye, folks.